Welcome to Kinetic, a healthcare wrap bonus series about careers and leadership in healthcare marketing and related fields, including digital strategy and consumerism. The modern world of work is constantly moving, so in this series, we bring you musings on careers and leadership from well-known friends. Our goal is to highlight the journeys that some of our friends have taken to reach their work goals and some of the insights that they've learned along the way. I'm Jared Johnson, founder of the Shift Forward Health Production and Marketing Group. Over the course of this bonus series, we will be sharing exclusive interviews with an all-star lineup of experienced leaders. Today, my guest is Kathy Divis, president of Greystone.net. Let's get moving. Kathy, how are you? I'm doing well, Jared. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. I was just looking for this as an excuse to catch up with you. I'll tell you what, I'm really excited to dig in. <laughs> yeah, it's been too long since we've spoken. I'm looking forward to having this chat also. I'm really interested in, in a couple of particular parts of your career journey. And maybe we can start back at the early days of Greystone.net. We're going to talk about the Healthcare Internet Conference, HCIC, and the evolution of the healthcare digital marketing community. But maybe we can start with the origin story of Greystone.net. I, I imagine, I mean, this picture in my mind could be totally different, but I can imagine at some point you decided, you know, that there's there's opportunity here for a consulting group, <laughs> and there's also opportunity to start a conference. But let's just start with Greystone.net. Like, how did it even come about? And how did you decide like, yeah, this is, this makes sense for me? Sure, sure. Well, you know, it's so far, far back in my history that I hardly remember anymore. But, um, you know, I started my career um, in the, really in the 80s, in the early 80s in healthcare um, marketing. And at that point, there wasn't a whole lot of healthcare marketing. But I uh, made my way through a couple of academic medical centers, UAB in Birmingham, the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia and ended up at Emory University here in Atlanta, where I, I live now. And um, had a had a partner that I worked with by the name of John Udes, who was really my mentor in my early career. And he, he was very creative and was always looking for, for new things to do. And we were really kind of pioneering the academic medical center marketing industry in many ways, because there were very few of us back, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s that were doing marketing, particularly in an academic environment. And so we had made our, our mark in that industry or in, in, in academic medicine. And we were doing quite a few innovative things. And people were always coming to us and saying, well, how did you do this? Or how did you do that? Or how did you get permission? Or why are you building that call center this way? Or how are you marketing? And we, we started doing a little bit of consulting on the side. But we, we figured out pretty early in the 1990s that there was really a market out there for, for a group that would go out and really help other academic medical centers and other health systems figure out how to apply marketing techniques to their business. And I was a marketing major and I had an MBA and John was also a marketing major when he was in, in um, undergraduate school, but he'd gone on to be a CPA and a CMA, a certified management accountant and a certified public accountant. And we always laughed that if he didn't get out of accounting, he was so creative that he was probably going to get in trouble. So he really moved into the marketing area, but we kept getting um, a lot of requests to come and help other academic medical centers figure out it, figure out their marketing marketing approach and plan. And so we decided in 1993 to create a company that we called the Greystone Group. And so for about 
probably three or four years, we were kind of a traditional marketing company, healthcare marketing company, and helping our clients really understand the basics of marketing and how you communicated that to your physicians as well as to your potential patients. But then in... um, In 1996, a gentleman that we used to work with at UAB came to us and said, you know, there's this thing out there called the Internet, and I really think it's going to impact, you know, healthcare a lot and marketing in particular. And so his name was Bob Knoll. And so we started working with him, and we really created this second company, which we called Greystone Net. And that was really a spinoff of the Greystone Group. And just to dedicate or just to concentrate on how the internet was going to impact marketing in the healthcare arena. And that's really how we started. And it started very small, but we we found very quickly that there were a lot of people out there that, like us, were kind of experimenting with the internet and healthcare. And, you know, back in those days, Jared, putting together a website meant taking a brochure and scanning it in, in a lot of ways. And so we've, we've grown dramatically, obviously, since then. But that's really what the impetus was for Greystone Net was just the, this idea that there was this whole new industry that was was really popping up that people didn't know how to address in healthcare. Well, I like that. It very clearly stemmed from some demand and some needs that were out there that you could see that there's an opportunity to help them with. Yeah. And really the idea that we were all in many ways learning together. You know, we may have had a little bit of a head start on a few people, but it was really a new industry and a new piece of the industry that we were building kind of simultaneously. I love that too, because it doesn't say that you have to wait until you've figured out everything perfectly and you have like the ultimate head start on everyone and that you have figured the things out that just for whatever reason, everyone else hasn't figured out. You're like, you're willing to work on it together and figure some things out and have enough of a head start to to be able to look back and, and share some of those things that you have done. I mean, that I feel like that's a consultant's mentality at the heart of it and, and being able to recognize uh, where those limits are, where, where those areas of specialty are that you can say, you know, we really can't help somebody. We've been able to do this and be able to look at it that way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in the early days, I mean, it may be hard for you to remember, or you're, you're probably too young to remember, but in the, in the beginning, in some of those early days, we really had to explain what marketing was, why it applied to healthcare, why it was important, what the role of a marketer was. And then layer on top of that, the idea of, you know, bringing in this new technology of the internet, the web on top of that, you know, it was a lot for administrators and physicians to really digest and begin to understand all at once. Right. Well, again, I think that speaks to the power of community and maybe a perfect segue to the thought of the Healthcare Internet Conference. So at some point, you recognize an opportunity to start a conference amid all that. Can you walk us through that? Sure. Well, our the first Healthcare Internet Conference was in 1996, which, you know, again, is pretty hard for me to believe. That was 27 years ago. And it didn't really start out so much as a Healthcare Internet Conference as just a gathering of, of us with some of our clients to get together and start to talk about what we were all seeing and the challenges that we were having and the issues we were facing. Um, so we we came together um, in 1996 at Bally's in Las Vegas and had really a pretty small 
conference, probably a hundred people, give or take, but all, you know, all marketers in, in hospitals and health systems and academic medical centers that got together and really just chatted as much as anything. I mean, there were certainly sessions, but they were case studies. There were a lot of conversation about, I'm having this issue. How are you dealing with it? Um, You know, a lot of back and forth collaborative dialogue in in many ways. And that was really the impotence of, of the healthcare internet conferences. And now we've morphed into a fairly large conference, probably close to a thousand attendees with full exhibit hall and, you know, 60 or 70 sessions over two and a half, three days. So it's, um, it's grown a lot. Are there any keys when you're looking back to growing that community from those early days to near a thousand people? I'm sure there are points where it wasn't a total steady growth over the years, but what were some of those, those keys to helping grow it over time? Yeah, no, I doubt if that, you know, I've never really looked at the growth of attendance in a graphic or a trend, but I'm sure it wasn't linear necessarily where there were ups and downs. But I think for us, you know, the main thing is we had started early, so we had a head start on on it. But, you know, we happened to pick a topic that was, was expanding rapidly and brought together a group of people who were really thirsty for knowledge and community and the sharing of ideas. And I remember particularly in the, you know, the first probably 10 or 12 years, you know, I remember so many people saying, gosh, this is great. You are the only, you know, this group is the only place I can come together and talk to people that really understand what I'm going through and what my issues are. And we, to this day, still think, you know, a lot of people think that HCIC, this is their tribe, that these are the people that they come together with once a year that really understand the kinds of issues and problems and pain points that they're getting. And so I think I think that kind of positive word of mouth and the sharing amongst, you know, like people is really what has spurred the growth as much as anything. I'd like to think it's our good content. And I think that has a lot to do with it, obviously, because we work really hard at getting good educational sessions in there and good speakers in. But I think it's that sense of community and coming together with people who who understand you and that are you know, walking the same path as you are is what's so terribly important these days. So when you look back, I know you've had the opportunity to mentor other professionals over the years. What, what are, what's some of that advice that you've shared the most often, especially when you start talking about careers for those who are interested in, in growing into a leadership position? I know there are things that, that just feel unique to healthcare marketing and digital space. What's some of that advice that you will share most often? Well, I do think, you know, one piece of advice that I like to give people is to kind of slow down a little bit and take a deep breath and to really think through what they're doing and why they're doing it. I mean, most people that are in healthcare and or healthcare marketing are there because they really have a passion for it. And it it can be a very tough and grueling job and maybe thankless a lot of the time. And so, you know, one of the things that I like to tell people is you really have to every once in a while sit back and take a breath and really think about what you want to do and why you want to do it. And then, you know, make your make your path from that. So I think we get into such a frenzy, maybe individually, but definitely as an industry at how quickly things are changing and how dramatic things are. And trust me, the last couple of years have been 
really tough on healthcare marketers, been really tough on healthcare period, let alone healthcare marketers. But every once in a while, I think you have to sit back and really think about what's important to you and, and how to move forward. So I think, I, I think that's one thing. You know, perhaps a second thing is to really depend on your colleagues and your and your mentors. I mean, find a mentor out there. I've learned so much. I mean, I learned a lot in school, obviously, but I learned so much more from listening and talking to other people and taking the advice of my elders or the people who have paved the path before me. And so I think that's that's a big a big Deal. And I really encourage people, if they don't have a mentor, to try to find one, to find a person that can help them um, really think through, you know, what's important and how to um, how to build your career that is a good balance of work and life for you. I think especially as we see history start to repeat itself in terms of new things that have emerged. In our case, in, in this field, it's a lot of times a new platform, a new piece of technology, just a new strategy, something that has come about in the world and now we have to figure out what to do with it. Or sometimes it has more to do with with economic ebbs and flows, you know, the, uh, hiring versus layoffs and, and how to deal with all of that. Uh, but what you just shared helps us understand how to kind of deal with, with everything, the ups and downs and be able to just move forward. Uh, are, are there any patterns out there? Like when you look back and you're just like, look, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> you know, for instance, you and I were just talking before we, uh, started recording about ChatGPT, right? Who knew a year ago that's the thing we were going to be talking all about? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think one of the things to recognize is that there's always going to be something new, and I've, obviously, marketing is becoming has moved very much from. I don't want to say it's not creative. It's always been a very creative use of science, in a sense, to be an effective marketer. But now we're really moving into being a very technologically driven market. Marketing era. We're at a period of time now where technology is really moving marketing forward very quickly. And it can be overwhelming when you start to think about all the all the acronyms you need to know. You need to know CMS and CRM and PRM and chat GPT and 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 open AI and all the different things that are are, are coming down the pike. And they, they seem to be nonstop. And so it is really tough to keep up with everything. So one of the things that I have learned is that there's always going to be change and you can't you can't slow it down probably and you can't ignore it. You can't panic about it either though because you know you're always going to have a chance to learn something new, learn a new skill set, understand how the technology is going to make your job, your life, your success easier. I try not to overreact on anything new that comes down the pike. So, you know, when chat GPT comes up, it's, yeah, I want to learn about it. I want to understand it when I, I want to know what generative AI is, but I'm also not going to start to panic that I'm going to lose my job or it's going to wipe out a section of my work because I know there's always going to be a human side to the technology and, and the real value is being able to use your skills 
as an administrator and a marketer to really get the best out of the technologies that are coming coming along. Um, because there's going to be something that comes along next year that's going to be more eye-opening than chat GPT in all likelihood. And all of it goes up and down. And, you know, same way with the, the economics. I mean, healthcare has had such a tough time the last couple of years through the COVID years, through, through that, and now through the inflation inflation and all of what that is causing for our hospitals and our health systems. But, you know, you roll through it and eventually, and usually not too long down the road, you know, the, the ship begins to write and things um, stable up and become stable again. Last question, Kathy, any final advice for younger professionals, in particular, those who, who are relatively new to healthcare marketing, to the digital side in particular, and are just looking to to find their way or, or have some help along that journey? Yeah. I mean, if I was a young professional coming up into this industry right now, I, I think a, a couple of things that I might tell them or that I might want to do myself is just to, to be really open and to be curious about learning more read a lot, explore a lot of different technologies, learn to do things that you haven't done in the past. Obviously, I think younger marketers are going to have to be technically savvy as well as creative. It really is that, you know, marketing more than ever before is now that combination of art and science and both sides are important. You obviously have to have a creative and and artful side, but you also have to understand data and you have to understand technology and you have to understand how to pull together the the creative side of marketing with the science side of marketing that's really coming up. And so I would encourage people to really explore a lot, to learn a lot, to seek out people like them to learn from, whether it's from the Healthcare Internet Conference or podcasts like your own or other other conferences, other shows, other publications, because there's so much going on and you just frankly can't keep up with it on you on your own. So you've got to depend on other people to teach you to do things and to, to bring you along. And so I guess my one piece of lasting advice might be to try to find your community, to find that group of people who are like-minded with you from a you know, a professional perspective and for whom you can learn from and vice versa that you can help teach and together you can improve. And I, I mentioned it a little earlier, but I really think it also in, involves, you know, paying a little bit of attention to the people that have come before you and having that mentor or having some people that you can talk to that have been down the road before, because it really does help stabilize and put things in perspective as you're going along. And, you know, someone who's been in healthcare for 20 or 30 years has seen these cycles before and can, can say, gosh, you know, I may not know exactly what you're going through today, but I can explain to you how we would have handled it in the past or how I think you should proceed now. So, I think it's kind of having a community of people who are both your peers and maybe your mentors that would do you the best good. It's a tough job and there's so much change, but there's so much opportunity and such reward when it's well done. Hey, hope you enjoyed this conversation. Stay tuned for our next bonus episode featuring Kristen Baird and her entrepreneurial journey as president of the Baird Group. Baird Group.